Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today's gun gripe is going to be simple. Guns and fitness. Now, this is probably not the type of video you ever expected somebody like me to make, and I know what some of you are probably thinking. But I have been on quite a bit of a fitness journey, as has Chad, and we want to kind of discuss some things, not only fitness, not only guns, but a lot of little things in between as well that I think maybe some of you will come away uh, with some good inspiration. Uh, of course, that's my hope. Before we get started, I would like to thank our friends at CMMG for supporting today's video. If you're looking for anything in the AR category, they are the king of weird. They do some awesome stuff. I love their bufferless systems. They're quite good. Obviously, the Mark 47 and guns like the Anvil, their 458 SOCOM, such an awesome piece of hardware. Their 22 conversion kits are amazing. If you want to do business with them, use the code IV8888 and you can save yourself a nice chunk of money. And a big thanks to CMMG for supporting our efforts here on the channel. Uh, so we actually were not even going to make this gripe at all. Uh, Chad and I were just discussing, you know, as we normally do when we get together, you know, things are going on in our life and everything from fitness and all and just everyday stuff. And, and of course, the discussion of fitness has just been a little bit more out in the forefront uh, recently because we have been putting in a lot more effort to be in better shape. And and that sort of poses a question, mm -hmm. Chad, or at least poses, you know, a very important distinction that we have to, to address, right, is that you can have all the guns in the world. You could be a gun guy with a whole bunch of armor and, 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 and magazines and ammo and guns and knives and medical gear and all this fancy gear. But at the end of the day, um, you have to adhere to your physical conditioning, make sure that you are physically able, uh, to maneuver, to, to operate your, your firearm, to carry your firearm, to use it, to clear malfunctions. I mean, beyond all the training aspect, the aspect of being a gun owner and simply acquiring the stuff to training with the stuff to, Hey, I need to be in a peak form of physical condition to be able to do my job to the best of my ability if I am pressed to use a firearm uh, in any way. And and that can be a lot of different ways. I mean, hunting situations, personal mm -hmm. defense, there are many ways that you may have to deploy a firearm. So we'll kind of break it all down. But um, it's been an interesting, you know, couple of months. I know, um, you know, since about December of last year, I've been hitting the gym pretty hard. Yeah, you have. And I know you've been biking a lot. You do a lot yeah. of uh, cardio. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of cardio, lots of cardio, not so much weightlifting or anything, but, um, you know, the, the idea of just being physically fit, even at a reasonable level, doesn't really have to even involve, you know, the use of firearms, although that's what we're talking about here. But I mean, really just being able to handle situations that might arise. I mean, uh, one thing that comes to mind is that video that, man, I felt so bad for this lady, but you know, she, I think it was, it was out West somewhere maybe. And there was a lot of wind and like a baby stroller with a baby. And it started kind of blowing away from her car. And she turned around and tried to get it and she fell. And she was like, you know, she was overweight, obese. Right. And she couldn't get up. And somebody went and they saw what was going on. They grabbed that stroller before it went on, <sighs> on a road. There was like a highway out there. Oh my and gosh. And it's like, man, I mean, I can't imagine how that person feels, you know, from just being made viral, basically. And in it's a not negative like way. this person has some malicious intent to not take care of her child. It's just she wasn't physic she was physically in bad shape, not able to yes. athletically 
approach the situation in the way she needed to approach yeah. it. So there's things like that that happen. But, I mean, just normal situations that arise, can you handle it? But especially when you're adding the firearm into it, if you've got to go somewhere and you've got to put on kit or something, you know, everybody has like, everybody has armor. They have a full kit. They have, you know, bump helm and all this stuff. Do they like go on road marches with it or go on a hike with it? No, probably not. So when they put that extra 30, 40 pounds on and they go humping down the road, they're going to get about a quarter of a mile down the road and they're going to be laying down. Yeah. I mean, so. You know, I, uh, I probably have a few confessions to make in this particular video that, you know, hey, I'm not always proud to, to make these sorts of confessions, but I feel like I do owe it to the people that follow me to like, you know, be forthcoming and honest about things that are going on in my life. And, you know, a lot of people follow us here and, um, you know, I haven't always really adhered to the physical standards that I know I could adhere to over the years that I probably should have, you know. Mm, and even even when I was in the military, I wasn't I wasn't like a PT stud per, per se. Like a lot of people, you know, look, you know, young people in the military, a lot of them can run and, and, and do a lot of push-ups and sit-ups and, and a really good physical condition. And I never really was much of an athlete. And even in the military, I never really did any lifting. Uh, you know, we didn't have weight rooms and stuff. I mean, in Iraq, we had a weight room, but... Didn't really use it much. I mean, I rode the exercise bike a lot. I'd I'd get on that thing and pump out twenty five miles like it was nobody's business. I remember talking to you about that. But I never yeah. really thought about, oh, well, I'm gonna go hit up the weight room or something. Like it just never occurred to me. I guess I always thought, well, weights are something that people use when they're trying to play football or they're trying to, I don't know, be a bodybuilder or or whatever. I just I never I never considered weight training to be something that just a person did to be healthy. Until recently, and then I started working out with a local trainer here. Now, I'm not going to give a lot of details on my training just yet because I'm actually going to have Pitt come in. Uh, his name's James Searcy uh, here locally in my area, uh, also known as Pitbull. And, and, you know, strong dude. I'm going to have him come on the channel. And we're going to discuss some of this stuff in a little bit more detail when I have him on. So I'm not going to go in a lot of detail about that right just yet because I'm going to have him on to talk about our training regimen and some of my progress. We're not going to get into that in this particular video. I wanted this to be more of a general discussion about the importance of being in shape as a gun owner. What else comes along with that, right? You know, you have to improve your skill set. You have to be better at a variety of different tasks. Like being a gun owner is really just the culmination of all of those thought processes coming to a point where, well, how do I protect those thought processes? How do I protect those skills? I mean, guns are sort of the end-all, do-all for how we protect the things that we care about the most. I mean, like in recent years, I mean, Chad's done his dive certification. He's got ham radio license. He's learned how to do all this coding and, 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 and CAD work for designing his suppressors and hand guards and all sorts of other random stuff he's working on for Argos. You know, I've learned more skills and things like that. So when we look at the physical fitness aspect, yes, um, since about December of last year, I've been doing a lot of weightlifting. And, uh, and I enjoy it. I like it. it. It's, it's proven to me that I can push myself harder. I can get stronger. I can get in better shape. And, uh, and there's nothing better, I guess, to sort of piggyback on your comment, Chad, there's nothing better than being capable than mm -hmm. knowing that like you can walk up a few flights of steps and not get out of breath. Something simple like mm -hmm. that. Or if something bad happened and I don't know, I'm at the grocery store and some, lady collapsed in the parking lot from heat exhaustion or something or whatever to know that I could pick her up and carry her to safety. Like that you could be capable to deal with anything that might 
come your way. I mean, you might have to carry your kids to safety or carry your wounded dog to safety or carry a person to safety or whatever to know that you have the capabilities and you have the strength to do any task that comes your way. I mean, like I was loading eight foot long timber uh, uh, railroad ties the other day at the store by myself. And it's like, Eight months ago, I wouldn't have been able to budge them things because they're like 200 mm-hmm. pounds or whatever. But now I was just like, I felt like Jeffro from the Beverly Hillbillies. I'm just like tossing them like they're ragdolls in the back of the truck. So it's like, but to have that level of confidence mm-hmm. to do those everyday tasks, if you not took the time to train, there's no way you'd be able to, to as easily and efficiently mm-hmm. uh, accomplish those tasks. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm going to nickname you John Henry. John Henry. <laughs> um <laughs> That boy, that boy's strong as an ox right there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I never really got too much into weightlifting and all. I mean, I, I tried it with Kevin a while back. Um, hurt my back a couple of times, you know, just not really having the proper equipment and all and like proper weight belt and everything and kind of got out of that. But I've always mountain biked. So like the cardio thing has just always been kind of that. But uh, I tried jogging recently and I was getting shin splints. I'm like, dude. I just turned 40. Like, come on, give me a break here. So I found a gym locally that had an Olympic sized pool. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back into swimming. And I haven't swam in like 20 years, not legitimate swimming, like getting in the water, getting in a pool and like properly doing like freestyle. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> like drowning. No, there was a lady this morning. She said, you're looking better than you did last week. I said, well, thank you. Like, yeah, you looking kind of kind of bad. It's like, it looked good today. It looked good today. I'm like, well, thank you. Well, I don't know how to take that, but thank you. Um, but trying to find something that's low impact that has a full body effect. And like I've noticed it. I mean, like trying to get rid of this dad bod is hard. You know, and you and I both quit drinking too. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a, a plus up in the health department. It is. Right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Um, I, you know, hitting 40 and you're thinking like, all right, well, I don't want to be above like 200 pounds. That's just me. And I'm thinking, God, I need to get back down like around 180, maybe 175 or so, <laughs> and then get a little stronger and maybe lose a little bit of weight. Maybe I'll get back into some weightlifting of some kind. Um, but the big thing to me is just having the stamina to do work that needs to be done. Like there's yard work around the house, garden work. I mean, just all that kind of stuff that, you know, you, you need to, you need to have stamina to be able to throw wood, you know, in a pile or stack wood or whatever, move furniture and not get winded. I mean, just everyday things. But so many people out there, they get so out of breath, just like, I mean, picking up a box and taking a few steps with, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. And you see it all the time. Like, you know what gosh. made it all dawn on me? And that's going to, well, first, I got to back up and say I have another confession to make. I don't know how to swim. So that's something I need to. I I've been trying to, to get you to do dude, like I, scuba diving for a while. I'm like, dude, you, you're, you're breathing out of a tank and you got big old fins on and you're wearing a very buoyant wetsuit. You don't really need to know how to swim. You just need to know how to tread water for a little while and do a little snorkeling. Everything else is pretty easy. I mean, I, look, I do not know how to swim. And look, I'm going to remedy that. I'm going to learn how to swim well. And, and that's one thing that I do want to learn, not only because it's great cardio. As we get older, it's much better on our joints yes, yes, as well. You know, like some people, heck, even me, like I'm almost 40 and just running 
like I'll do my weight training in the morning for about 90 minutes. You know, we usually go a pretty long time. I'll get in my good weight training. And then if I have my on clouds with me, um, I will. So I wear Chuck T's when I'm lifting a good flat, hard uh, shoe, but I'll change into my on clouds and maybe walk a couple of miles on the treadmill just to get some cardio in at like a good mm. incline. I can walk on a treadmill. No mm. problem. I could even walk with a rucksack on a treadmill or walk a long way with a rucksack. It wouldn't be a problem. But that running, whew, mm, you know, as you get older and it's harder on your shins and harder on your knees and your feet and just overall harder on your body, sometimes the the idea of swimming would, would be a lot better. And I know a lot of geriatrics, like when folks get in much greater age and they have osteoporosis or they have different joint issues or they have, you know, inflammation and mm-hmm. pain and gosh, just it just hurts, right, you know? It can be hard to walk on a treadmill. It may be even hard to ride a bicycle. You know, maybe they can't sit on the seat for a long time without their back hurting. So that the pools are great mm-hmm. because that the water is a lot easier on you. Because if you think about it, you're kind of supported by the water yeah. a little bit. That's so the it, idea. It kind of helps, you know, keep you from having so much strain on your mm-hmm. joints. And stuff, There's a so. lot of older folks that are there early in the morning. I go in at like five and they're doing like aerobics, water aerobics. That's perfect. You know. And, uh, there's some, some guys in there that'll occasionally swim laps, but I've been swimming for like 45 minutes. I mean, it's not great. Like I'm doing like maybe 1300 yards. It's like 50 laps. Wow. So, but I'm going to improve that, but, um, get up to doing like an hour, but that's a good workout and it works everything. Keep your core tight. You're working your legs, you know, you're using your arms and you're using everything, you know? And it's low impact. That's the big thing to me. I don't have to worry about hurting myself. I don't have to worry about drowning, maybe. But, you know, that's no big deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, you are a guy that has strapped a freaking aqua lung on and gone down like, like what? 115 meters. 115 meters. Yeah. That's the deepest I've been. Not supposed to be down there. Like, you yeah, know sure. we're not supposed to be there. That's right? where the wreck is. You ain't got to go down and see it. Come on. <sighs> Well, so I'm not going to discuss the training regimen in a whole lot of detail until I have my trainer here on the channel with us, but I'll just say I've been training four days a week on the weightlifting and normally we'll have a squat day, you know, slash leg day, and then we'll do an arm day, usually some uh, shrugs and shoulder work, and then we'll have a chest day for our bench, uh, and then of course we'll do deadlifts, so the guy I'm training with, he's real big on the big three lifts, you know, the squats, deadlifts, and bench press. And, and I've been making good uh, progress on those. I've been lifting with him since January. When I started in January, I was 205 pounds, and I'm uh, 222 now. So I've, I've gained a little weight since I've been working out with him. Uh, and, you know, the diet's been pretty good. I'm not going to get into a lot of detail on the dieting just yet because, to be honest with you, mo- most people have a crap diet. And, and look, I'm no better. I'm guilty too. You know, I'm not going to get into the nutritional part of it or anything like that, but just, you know, we've been working out four days a week, which I think is a, is a nice regimen to get some rest in between there and all. I really wanted this video to be more about just the holistic importance of staying in shape, being a gun owner, because it's like as a gun owner in society, you view yourself as a person who's responsible, who is ready for anything, who is capable, who is, who is, professional in, in, in their undertaking. I mean, it's not just strapping on a gun and walking around in Walmart like you're some Billy Badass or something. But it's, people do it. People do it, but the, the point is, it's like if society looks at someone who's a gun owner, at least in my part of the world where I live, we view gun owners as people who take it upon themselves uh, to be responsible within society and be someone who can be trusted. Like if I see a gun owner uh, at large, I see, for instance, 
All right, great example. I was at the grocery store the other day. Uh, older gentleman was open carrying a uh, Makarov PM in his holster, you know, and I thought, okay, cool, you know, got a single stack, nine by 18. Okay, whatever. At least he's got a gun. But I had a feeling, though, that that kind of guy seemed like the sort of person that if I needed something or if, if I was in trouble, he'd probably be a person I'd want to ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't view gun owners in the way that other people view gun owners because we see the good of society. We see where, where people do good things in society. And, and this fellow certainly wasn't out to harm anybody, right? If anything, he's a person you would totally be able to count on. Now, was he some, you know, big, bulky, muscled up strong man or anything? No, but I'm sure he could take care of himself. So the point is, if you're going to be a gun owner and you're going to be in society, I think you owe it not only to the people around you, but to yourself to try your best to achieve the best sense of physical fitness that you possibly can. I mean, not only the better shape you're in, the harder you are to kill, the stronger you are, but also the more capable you are. You never know, right? Everyone thinks of some scenario with guns where, you know, it's going to be the bad guy in a ski mask and you're going to draw your pistol and end the threat and you're going to save the day. The truth of the matter is that may not always be the case, right? You might be reacting to something that's already happened, right? You were there too late. You're in the wrong place. Maybe you heard a gunshot across the grocery store or some something. I'm just using that as an example. You're in some large place, a mall, a grocery store, some big public place, and you heard a gunshot. The natural tendency, at least for me, if I'm armed, is I'm going to go see what that was all about. That's just me. Now, obviously, there's going to be some people who are going out of here. If you ain't got a gun, you need to remove yourself from a situation, period. You pro- even if you do have a gun, you probably need to remove yourself from a situation. But the point is, it is naturally within our tendencies as protectors, as alpha males, if you will, in the world at large to go, well, what was that all about? What can we do? Well, okay, you turn the corner and the bad guy is gone, but now there's an injured person or something. So, So now here you are. You went from someone who might have been a protector in that situation to now it's like you might be the first responder and not even know it yet, right? Mm. You might need to break out some medical or or do what you can, if anything, mm. something to try and, and, and help the situation. E- even if helping the situation is just staying out of the way when, when the right people get there, that's fine. Or knowing when it's okay to do something and when it's probably best to, to sit it out. I mean, look, there's many situations. I'm not saying – uh, that I claim to know every single in and out of every single uh, uh, situation that you might find yourself in. The point is, though, it's important to be prepared physically and mentally and be capable uh, to administer and render any form of aid or protection to someone if you're going to be, you know, in, uh, having that role. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, if you're carrying a gun, guess what? You're either A, or if you're open carrying a gun, you're either a target to someone who has a gun, right? Or... You're a deterrent, someone who has a gun and goes, well, I'm thinking about robbing the store, and you see four people in there open carrying, you're probably going to double, you're going to do a double take and kind of reconsider your decision. So you need to get to the point where it's like, well, all these people could be carrying concealed, and I don't know, I'm just going to pass this place up, and then I'm going to pass the next place up, and then we get rid of crime entirely. Um, Yeah, but anyways, that's like utopia. Utopia of the 2A right there. Criminals always... Uh, prey on the weak. Yep. Targets of the stronger you are. You know, like if you yep. you walk in a place and whether you're concealed carrying, or open carrying, or whatever, whether you're carrying a gun at all is irrelevant. If you look like a person that can take care of themselves, they're going to think twice about messing with mm-hmm. you. That's just 
Period. Like, like they would rather mess with some little old lady than they would you. The swole guy at the self checkout going <laughs> beep beep. Like I got those gains today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ch- uh, here's my protein powder. Protein powder. Yeah, my creatine. Got my, got my creatine. I got my L carnitine. That's right. Got my salmon oil. Best. It's gross, but I have it anyway because I'm crazy. Look, I will say I've been cheating a bit. A friend of ours, <laughs> a friend of mine and my wife's that we went to school with, he's huge into fitness. Remember, you remember uh, Terrence, right? Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So big into fitness. So he said, yeah, get some L-carnitine. It's like, what's that? Just go to GNC. Well, all right. Hey, GNC guy, I need some L-carnitine. You're the first customer I've had all day. It's been so quiet in here. Thank you. Thank you for coming in and talking to me. Guy was like lonely in there or something. But I got some L-carnitine, and my wife and I made the mistake of trying it in like, like chocolate protein powder. It was like, ugh. He said, no, juice, orange juice. Is it like an oil? No, it's like a powder. So it's like a metabolism booster, you know, for like, you know, just getting everything kind of bumped up and like getting weight loss kind of going on and all. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I need that because I got that muffin top still. Um, but anyways, like just <laughs> taking taking a supplement is weird for me because I've never really been into that kind of stuff. Um, but I've noticed some improvement. I don't know if you've ever tried L-carnitine before. Well, I I will just say this about, you know, some of this stuff in terms of, um, of all this working out stuff. I think that there is a huge resurgence of people that are finding a vast importance in physical fitness. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are taking much more, uh, nuanced approach to their physical fitness and, it's something we've only seen in recent years. And I don't know if it's just like maybe changing in times and people are just kind of getting a little worried about what's going on and they want to be prepared for anything. Or maybe they just feel the pressures of society, the societal pressure of, you know, oh, you're fat or overweight or you're a person who's obese or something like that. And they, well, I don't want to be that way anymore. They want to see the best versions of themselves. They want to be strong and capable. Maybe they want to look better. I mean, there's a lot of reasonings behind it in terms of, of, of the reasons people come up with. But it just seems like you're seeing a lot more people taking physical fitness much more seriously in recent years. And that also comes down to nutrition. Yeah, supplementation. I mean, people taking all different types of supplements. I'm not going to get into too much in this particular video, um, you know, that that we'll, you know, get into without without my trainer here. But I will just say that I haven't really been doing a lot of supplementation other than like protein powder. I mean, I'll I'll do a protein shake and everything after my workout. Um, I have been on testosterone since December. Now, you know, as we get older, our bodies do not produce, you know, the same amount as it produced when we got, when we were younger and stuff. So you go in, get your blood work done and a physician obviously prescribes, you know, it's all legit and everything, but a physician will just prescribe testosterone replacement, you know, basically a hormone replacement therapy, if you will. And, uh, and I feel great. I have, you know, good energy. I'm not in a bad mood anymore. You know, like I, I used to get kind of snippy and be in a foul mood from time to time. And that is certainly one of the byproducts of uh, lower testosterone. And look, for some of you veterans out there, look, it ain't a macho thing. Okay. If you've been in combat and you've seen some messed up crap, especially if you're in your twenties, you know, and you were a lot younger when it happened, don't be surprised if your testosterone numbers are probably a lot lower than another male in your age range that hasn't seen a traumatic experience, okay? It's okay to go get checked. I wish I would have done it 10 years ago because, honestly, my test was probably low for a long time, and I just didn't know what the underlying cause was. 
And again, I'm not a physician. I'm not sitting, I'm not telling you, you know, to, to either do or not do any, any type of a, of a drug or anything like that. But testosterone is produced by our body naturally. Okay. So a little bit of baseline replacement test for someone who's in their late thirties, especially if you're in your forties, probably not a bad thing to look into for, for some folks. And of course it's all on the up and up. You go to a physician, they write a prescription, you go to the pharmacy and you get it just like any other normal, um, prescription. And, uh, it is an injection that, you know, my wife has to stab me in the butt every, every week. I let her do it because she's, uh, she's very good at giving shots. And, 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 and quite frankly, I think she, she kind of likes, uh, sticking me a little bit, you know, just to, you know, cause me a little squirm a little bit. I'm kind of squeamish when it comes to that sort of stuff. She's, she's real good at, uh, she pinches it and, you know, but, but look, it's no big deal. I, and la, at la, first, la, 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 la. look, at, at first I thought it was this kind of a weird thing, you know, what testosterone? Like, you know, the view of it is, well, well, only, only little weak weaklings get testosterone. What, what, what? you need testosterone? Like it, it's this macho thing that we think, well, what? I don't have enough testosterone. What? It's not that. Um, I, I mean, some of the most manly freaking people I know have to have it. So it's not, a, it's not about being a man or not being a man. It's just, look, biologically, we're on a time, <laughs> a time crunch. And, you know, I guess our bodies begin to metabolically kind of go, well, you pass the baby making age, just, you know, and, and maybe you don't, you're not as aggressive. My body said, you made enough babies. We're turning it off. Right. Right. It, it, precisely. But point is, I've been lifting since January. I've been making some decent gains, and I'm not going to go over every little bit of training regimen. But, but I mean, look, like I mean, I'm then lifting like 500. I'm squatting 500. I mean, we're we're doing some pretty good lifts, and and of course we're we're going about it in a very progressive and careful way, so that we're not hurting ourselves. I know some of y'all have seen some of the lifting videos I've posted. I've done a few YouTube shorts where I've shared some of my lifts and things like that, just for fun and just to kind of get an idea what y'all think about what I'm doing and everything. So you've probably seen a little bit. And if you follow me on Twitter or, or Instagram, especially Twitter, um, I'm always posting regular, uh, workout updates, um, almost, you know, two or three, four times a week, uh, almost every day I'll post a little teaser of what we've been doing in the gym. And, and it's good. I feel like it, it also gets people motivated. It gets them wanting to go in the gym and, and improve themselves. And I can't tell you how many comments I've gotten from people where they go, man, you know, I'm really happy to see what you and your wife are doing and y'all are getting in better shape. And it's, it, it's, it's gotten me to want to get out and go to the gym. And, and look, I post that stuff because I, I want to motivate people. I want folks to take their health seriously. And I love reading those comments when people go, man, you know, I, I, I got in the gym and I'm, I'm doing well and I'm losing weight. Like that's the entire reasoning for me sharing that stuff. It's not necessarily I'm trying to be some weird extrovert because I'm not that kind of person. I'm actually quite an introvert, to be honest with you. Like even like I'm talking to this camera, it's just Chad and I in this room hanging out together. But at the end of the day, I'm a freaking introvert from hell, right? Like I'm very private. I, I'm very shy. I don't like always sharing every little tidbit of knowledge about my life, but I also know that I have a greater responsibility to the world around me because of so many people that support and follow me that I feel like I kind of owe these confessions to y'all a little bit, like a little glimpse into some of the, not only the good things that I'm accomplishing, but also some of the struggles mm-hmm. that, that, that I've had. And, and, and look, you know, I have struggled with my, my weight over the years here and there, just like any other person might have. And, you know, have I gotten to a point where I might not have been taking as good a care of myself? Yeah, absolutely. We we all suffer from that. 
So I guess I really wanted this video to be more about what it's like to be a gun owner who is trying to really not only, you know, you, you got to only not only talk the talk, but walk the walk mm -hmm. too. Well, you know, you got to be capable. You got to be able. You do. Um, yeah, I'm a family man too. So, I mean, I've got a big family and, uh, ultimately I'm an inspiration to my kids as far as, um, health and wellness goes. Cause in most cases, like the health and like activity level of the parents is a direct indicator of what the kids will probably be like. So if they're not motivated to get outside and play and ride their bikes and go on walks or go hiking, things like that, they're not going to grow up with a sense of, like the need to stay fit and stay physically active. Cause I mean, everybody's busy these days. Life is stressful these days. Right. And that I struggled with massive amounts of stress. I probably had an extreme level of cortisol in my system for many, many years, just from all the stress of work and, and, you know, kids at home and homeschool and everything else that was going on in life. Um, and then also like the, the drinking I and mean, drank pretty heavily for several years, yeah. you know, so yeah. that does a number on the body. It takes a while to catch up from that and kind of work things out. Right. But, um, the biggest thing to me is just kind of keeping with a regimen of some kind of physical activity yeah. to, to stay relatively fit and to inspire my kids to kind of follow in that line too. Uh, you know, it may be different for some without kids, that sort of thing, but that's a huge thing for me. And that's what motivates me to get up and like, go and take care of myself. Cause I know my kids look up to me and they want to be like dad or yeah. they want to be like mom, you know, that's the fact. It's so. true. It's true. And you know, like you're cooking <clears throat> a meal and you're using wine to cook and you wind up drinking, you know, a whole handle of wine. In one uh, cooking or, I mean, look, two. look, I've been I, guilty. Like, I mean, I, bro, I know. And yeah. you know, like there, there might've been, look, I'm not going to lie. There might've been a point in my life where, a half a bottle of Eagle Rare is disappearing every day, mm -hmm. you know, and not to say that it, I was just drinking like that much. I wasn't like an alcoholic or anything like that, but it can, it can, you can get into a form of denial to where, you know, you're lying to yourself mm -hmm. and you don't want to get to that point. Like, you know, I haven't had anything to drink since this last October and look, I feel freaking great between like working out and get my, you know, hormone levels where they need to be and just quitting the drinking. And I cut all the sugar and bull crap and sweets and chocolate and horse crap out of my diet and just trying to eat meat and veggies and coffee and water. Like, keep it simple. I feel a million times better. I get up. I have energy. have energy all day. I want to do things. I feel motivated. I don't feel depressed or lethargic or weird in any stretch. Like, I feel capable. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can conquer the world. And, and, you know, it's a good feeling to have. And it's a feeling that I think more people should should want to have. And I guess that's really all mm -hmm. we're trying to say in today's gripe is, uh, you know, get out there and prove yourself and, uh, and, and really be the image that people have for gun owners. Strong, capable, fit, um, competent, capable, you know? Hey. I don't think that's a bad message to spread to any, anybody. You want to prove yourself? Forget your protein shake. Drink the twelve raw eggs. Do well, it now. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do put uh, about three raw eggs on my shake every morning. Need more. Yep. More eggs. It's ah. kind of an old school, old school thing. I know Arnold always. You loved want his to shakes. look like me? 
<laughs> like, dude, like pitchers full of eggs. Like, good Lord, man. Like, come on. Got to get it in. It's quicker to drink it than it is to cook it. Kind of like, oh my gosh, man. <laughs> but we'll, what we're going to probably do is I'll bring in a nutritionist to discuss some nutrition and supplementation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go that route on my own. And I do want to bring my trainer in for discussion as well. I think you'll really enjoy uh, hearing from him. He's a he's a trip, and he has quite a storied past as well with his weightlifting career, which he was a power lifter for over thirty years, set some records, and definitely. Uh, I mean this this guy did a thousand one thousand fourteen pound squat, you know, doing some nine hundred pound pulls, and I mean this this guy ain't no joke. He knows what he's doing, and. I'm glad to have him as a trainer. We'll, and we'll bring him on in a future video. So let me know if you like the format of this video. If you want us to discuss more uh, of the fitness and nutrition and lifting and more of the training regimen in detail that I'm doing, if that's something you want to know, uh, let me know in the comment section below. And we'll definitely give you that uh, mm. uh, that that content if you want it. So thanks so much. And uh, Chad, you got anything else before we go? Mm -mm. No, you're good. I think what you said about inspiring your kids is important too. That's you know, very important. It's like now my my grandson, you know, he's what almost two now, and mm -hmm. like he's just he's a little battle axe, and I don't, you know, he might say a lot of things about me, but he ain't gonna say I'm weak. All right, that I promise you. So, you know, you gotta you gotta remember that the younger generation they're watching, mm -hmm. all right, and they're gonna replicate what they see. And what do you want them to replicate? You want them to replicate you and the apex of the physical form you're ever going to be? Or do you want them to replicate a couch potato who isn't capable? I mean, come on. We're just being real here. You got to be capable. The world is not getting any easier to survive in. I think the next decade holds a lot of uncertainties mm -hmm. for this world and our country. And you have to be capable and ready at any any moment. So. Have a good day. Many more videos on the way, and I hope you all have had a good one, and thanks so much for tuning in here today. Many more gun gripes on the way, lots of other content. We've got so many things we're doing. Make sure that you subscribe and click that notification bell so that you're getting all of our videos. We'll see you soon. Go pick up some heavy stuff. Drink some eggs. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> So,